Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the OCNJ Local, your podcast for everything happening here in America's greatest family resort. We're your hosts, Dominic Doherty and Drew Fazy. And we are your local guys. How'd you like that, Drew? It's been way too long since we've done this, and I still got, got it right for those of you that are watching us on YouTube. Not only did you get this right, but you kept America's greatest family resort uh, from being plural. Well, so listen, you let me, t- you're let me starting you out on your game tonight, Dom. I, I thought about that one extra hard as I was saying it. Let's put it that way. I thought I saw a little smoke coming out of those ears. There was, there was, it was burning over here. Um, so, Hey man, guess what? What? Got about 235 days until Memorial day. Two, three, five. Okay. Yep. Practically tomorrow. And that's the way it feels lately. So, well, I'll take uh as many days like we had today as we can get right dude september was brutal september was brutal but the the last two days were september days they were absolutely absolutely beautiful yes they were i actually uh cut out of work about 20 minutes early and stayed on the beach till about 6 30 tonight did you a little surfing the water's still warm no no wetsuit Bear backing it, if you will. I believe we had this conversation before on we here. Did. We did. Um, you know, so it was nice, man. There's still some people down there in, enjoying it. So it was a good time. 
Yeah, I was down on the beach twice today. It was it was beautiful. Must be nice to be retired empty nester, Drew. Must be nice. It is. It is. It is. It is. That's that's why you got no issues recording at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, man. No, but it's uh, you know, our weather wise and uh you know activity wise, things have kind of slowed down a little bit here. Uh, you know, you had the MS bike thon last week. Uh, you know, despite the conditions, that's always a good time. They changed the route up this year, man. They went down West Avenue and not down Bay Avenue. Normally, there's always like a parade in front of my house, right, and, and I right. didn't see it. I'm like, what's what's going on here? Where's this thing? Is it even happening? And then I noticed down on West Avenue, uh, you know, the parade was going on. So, well, there's there's lots coming up too. So we have the uh, we have the um, block party. Yeah, man, that's this uh, weekend, right? That's this Saturday. Ooh, we, we that's a good the, time. Hey, listen, yeah. I'll give you a little hint here. End of 8th Street, Dollar Hot Dogs from the uh, local police union. Oh, that's right. That's right. Great hot dogs, dogs, man. Too. Yeah, yeah. And then you got your $15 yeah. mugs of root beer. Where's that? I don't know. I'm not even going to ask. That's, uh, that's like Pete's. Gourmet sodas, man, fifteen dollars. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe twenty if you get the souvenir cup. If you really splurge and go crazy, but uh, uh, fireworks, always... fireworks that night. Fireworks! I didn't know fireworks. that. Yeah. Oh man, we have, uh, are we in an election cycle? They could, they could be good. If no, not, oh, it, there's then... been fireworks on block party last. Uh, I don't know how many years. Well, I'm just yeah. saying the length. If if we're in that election cycle, they might be a little bit longer than normal. Yeah, that's right. We so. have the uh, Boardwalk and Downtown Merchant Table Sales. Okay. That's uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday because it's Columbus Day. Um, already? It's Columbus Day already? Yeah, Monday. Yeah. What? Yeah. We have Damn. the Making Strides Breast Cancer Walk on Monday. We have the Porsche Boardwalk Reunion on October 14th. What street um, is your Porsche on, Fazy? Uh, I, I keep it garaged offshore. Okay. I keep, I should say, I keep them both garaged offshore. Okay. Uh, we have the hero walk, uh, and one mile fun run on October 15th. Um, we have dog day on the boardwalk on October 21st, uh, howl Oween parade and the fishing club annual surf fishing tournament on the 21st um we have welcome night on october 25th we have the halloween parade on october 26th we have the trail of two cities we'll be in on, we'll be in that the halloween parade that's right that's right that's on the the trail of two cities is on uh the 28th and i'll just leave it at that I'll that we will not be in we will not october. be in the trail of two cities i think that you is, should, is Kier going to run you it? Should carry me piggyback on the Trail of Two Cities. I'm going to do the Trail of Two Cities after after I've eaten a big Boyer sub, big Boyer's cheesesteak. Um, so yeah, a lot going on this month. Last time I did Two Cities, it was like pouring rain, and it was it was actually pretty fun. But uh, they did the mar they did the uh, half marathon in that crappy weather too. My so. wife ran it. She was, I'm going to give a shout out to my wife. She was, I think it was fourth or fifth in her age group. Nice. Good for her. Which, is, awesome. which is, of course, between 25 and 29. Nice. Nice. Good for you, Drew. 
You. you know, speaking of shout outs, I would like to give a shout out to a local citizen, a friend of ours. Nice. Um, Kathy Todd Rymet. Uh, Kathy was recently inducted into the Shawnee Athletic Hall of Fame. Um, her husband, Mark, uh, secretly applied for her and she was accepted. Uh, Mark and, and Mark's the uh, principal at uh, Ocean City Financial. Um, they have two kids, Summer and Todd, uh, great kids. Summer is a soccer player up at Monmouth, uh, and Todd was an outstanding, uh, soccer player at Ocean City High School. And, uh, he had a very memorable at bat in the little league state championship for Ocean City. Uh, I think it was a 12 pitch at bat that chased the, um, the starting pitcher. Um, so, uh, Good kids. So I, I wanted to give this shout out because um, I, I, I got Kathy's uh, athletic accolades and they're seriously impressive. Very well, similar go, to yours, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so Kathy graduated from Shawnee in 1984 after receiving 12 varsity letters, including soccer, gymnastics, winter track and spring track and field. She set school records in the 1,600-meter relay, the sprint medley, the high hurdles, and the long jump. She was the 1984 uh, – she was a 1984 Group 4 winter track champion with a meet, uh, meet record in the spring medley. She was the captain of the soccer team, leading goal scorer, and named the All-Burlington County goal scorer in 1983. She was the 1984 Shawnee High School Athlete of the Year. Uh, she then attended my alma mater, as did her husband, Mark, uh, Westchester University, and they earned eight varsity letters at the collegiate level in soccer, winter track, and spring track and field. She was Westchester's leading goal scorer in all four seasons she was there. Uh, school records in the long jump and the shuttle hurdle relay um, and, and a couple of those lasted for more than 15 years, those records. Wow. Uh, so that's a pretty friggin' impressive athletic career. And um, I just wanted to give Kathy um, our congratulations and a shout out and, uh, and, and just a big wow. Absolutely. That's an impressive, impressive uh, uh, career. For sure. For mm -hmm. sure. Way to go, Kathy. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Um, if we have another minute, Dom. Yeah, we got we got plenty of minutes, Drew. You're, all right. So like I said, you're a retired empty nester. You got the, that's right. the world is your oyster. So that's very positive, and I, I'm, I'm happy to have talked about that, but something's been bothering me a little bit uh -oh. lately, and uh -oh. it's um, um, extremism in in – in small acts and, and large acts, uh, you know, there's always been extremists. There's always been extreme organizations. And, um, you know, this past week, um, we saw two, in my opinion, extreme acts. One was a Democratic congressperson uh, pulling a fire alarm uh, in a congressional office to stop a vote. Uh, that's extreme. Uh, another was a Republican uh, uh, congressperson 
put the vote, which was passed, to oust the Speaker of the House. So our Congress does not have leadership as we speak. Um, and that's the first time in history uh, that that's ever happened. And, um, you know, there, there's large, as I said, there's large acts uh, of extremism and and small acts. And sometimes the 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 smaller acts go, you know, unnoticed or or not talked about or accepted even and supported sometimes. And um, that bothers me. And I, I just I wanted to talk about it and just say, you know, you can't change things from the top down. You have to start locally. And I think that we should all, given the opportunity, um, try to try to stop extremism when it's in our when it's when we can. Um, for instance, we have a local election coming up on November 7th. We have uh, uh, there's seven people running for three school board seats, the Board of Education. And um, I wanted to ask our millions. Now, of question, question. Did yes. the school board get 100 percent raises this year as well, too? No, they don't do not did get 100 percent. Oh, oh, that's right. That's that's a volunteer position. That's a, right. Of elected volunteer position. My bad. My bad. But I would like to ask our loyal listeners to consider uh, voting or consider only four of the seven candidates that are running and uh, the, the ones that I would ask that we vote for uh, are Michael Algreno, Jocelyn Polyganis, Corey Nemac, or Cecilia Galelli Keys. Um, we need to bring common sense back to our school board. We need to bring common sense back to our school board. So I just seems like a good place to have common sense. Yes. Yes. Seems like it'd be a good fit to have some common sense on your school board. So let's start November 7th. Consider voting for one of those four. Um, Yeah. I went to one school board meeting uh, and uh, this was in the, before, you know, kind of the new school board took hold and uh, that the former president, I I really liked the the cut of his jip. I liked the way he ran the meeting. I think he did a, was very professional, very, you know, move things along forward and was doing a great job. And, you know, unfortunately the meeting that I attended was their last. And I was a little bummed out about that. I'm like, this guy seems to, uh, you know, really one, be in it for the kids and, and the right reasons and, and, you know, be able to move things forward and keep things professional. And I thought that that was uh, a shame to see that happen. Haven't been to the one new, since, so I'm not the new school on the president is is uh, cut from the same cloth, Dom. Yeah, uh, and the four people I just mentioned are cut from that same cloth. They're they're getting into it for the right reasons. They're getting into it for the kids, and uh, I think they want to return the Ocean City School Board to uh, the uh, the level that it once was. Uh, you know, speaking of extremism and, and calling people out, um, I got to call out these people that uh, called the police on these two two kids duck hunting out behind the airport in the marsh. They were in the in, marsh in, in in not in, on Ocean City soil. Yes, uh, with permits, 
everything that they needed, breaking no laws, doing nothing legit. wrong, 100% legit. Juveniles, so under the age of 18, kids out, picking up a hobby, connected to nature, you know, saying what you will about hunting, okay, maybe not the most great thing or whatever. Point is, though, these kids are not riding their e-bikes around Ocean City. They're not vandalizing anything. They're not drinking or doing God knows what else it is. There are two kids who took the time to find a spot, research, research it, hunt, like, you know, stake it out, build their blind, get their permits, take their safety courses, do everything right. And yet people are still going to say, oh, how can you have a gun in Ocean City? Because you're allowed to. It's the Second Amendment. And they're out there all winter. Yeah. The, the hunters are out there all winter. And my dog doesn't like it. And I'm not a hunter uh, personally. But, uh, you know, it, it, uh, this country was, uh, you know, was built on living off the land. Right. Yeah. And hunting is a uh, is a, a noble, noble uh, sport. Yeah. I mean, let these kids do their thing, man. They're kids like so many worse things these kids could be doing. Yes. You know, like they're connecting to nature and they did it all legally. Mm-hmm. did it all legally like you read and the, the article the, you read the, the article. police came out the police came out and said they were legal yeah the fish and wildlife came out and they were legal but that wasn't the end of it the complainant had to go to city city council meeting and complain to city council who yeah. have no purview of that whatsoever they're not law enforcement yeah but they need to make a law to outlaw hunting yeah yeah Okay. All right. You know. So let's let's move on to another common sense item, um, which is Dom, the the uh the uh topic of our show today. Blown in the wind verse two. Uh the next phase here of these windmills. And there's a lot of there's a lot of mixed information out there right now, you know. Uh Orsted's delaying everything to 2026 there's still construction going on in ocean city so you know what we'll do is i think we'll take a quick break we'll hear from the people to pay the bills and we'll bring in a guest who is very knowledgeable on this topic uh former city councilman michael devlieger to kind of help fill in some of the holes here that uh may exist and 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 help you know, get people straight on the topic, what's happening now. Give us an update. All right. So we'll be right back and we'll hear from Mike. All right, everybody, welcome back. Joining us now is former city councilman and longtime researcher and advocate for educating those of us. We're going to start that one over again because I'm not on point for the segue, Drew. Right, too. Hey, listen, man. It's God love editing. So make the be real. 
how long have you been how long have you been on this how long have you been like researching this and uh probably probably about four years now but years? Um, okay. I, I i was on city council for nine and a half years and and uh you know i i'd say that the biggest thing is i'm an advocate for ocean city and our our you know our community and our environment but cool. this just happens to be something that i'm passionate about nice <clears throat> Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Joining us now is Mike DeVlieger, former city councilman and advocate here for Ocean City and its environment. He has been extensively researching the windmills and this offshore wind project for the past four years. He was one of the original whistleblowers in the area, bringing attention to both the environmental and economic impacts of this project here in our area. So, Mike, thank you for taking the time to join us today. We really appreciate having you here. Thank you for uh, for having me, guys. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Good Actually, to Mike, thank you for your time. So, Mike, real quick, why don't you just kind of give us a little background? You know, like I said, said kind of in the intro, you've been one of the original whistleblowers in the area about this. Give us a little bit more information about the project and what you found through your research and your time investigating this project here? Well, I, I began to look into it about four years ago when um, we started getting word that uh, I was on city council at the time and uh, Orsted had forwarded a uh, resolution to us uh, asking us to, uh, you know, just say we supported green energy and all that sort of thing. And, you know, at the time it was like a feel good thing with city council. And we said, okay. And we said, you know, we passed it and uh, uh, it, it was pretty lighthearted and, and we, we went forward. I would love to have had that back today, knowing what I know today that I didn't know then. Um, but it was at that point that I really started to look into this because I noticed that it was moving very quickly. I mean, it was it was uh, few things in New Jersey move quite as fast as as this. We tried to get our back bays dredged, and it took us longer to do that than it took these guys to get this through. Um, you know, all the hoops that they've been trying to get through. Uh, but um, you know, the the things that I learned were well. First of all, when Orsted came in and they had their subject matter expert, and I say Orsted and ocean wind interchangeably sometimes, ocean wind one. Um, but they sent their subject matter expert in to brief us on things so that we could have a Q&A in council. And, um, you know, simply we had maybe 24 hours notice that they were coming in. And I happened to have time to really hop online and start doing some research the night before. So I had a series of questions for them. Um, I, I could tell you to this day, there are questions I asked that night, which is video in the archives and city council, um, that they still haven't answered. And they evaded the questions. They gave out misinformation and, um, you know, just misleading information. So, so what, what were like, what, just give us an example of one of these questions. Uh, you know, at the, at the time I said to them, um, 
will this have an effect on the wildlife? Well, will it affect our the whales and the dolphins and the birds and that sort of thing? And uh, the, the woman who was representing them took a gulp. And then she looked back at me and she said, um, uh, well, it would be insignificant. And I said, okay, well, what is insignificant? And she said, well, it'd be statistically insignificant. And I said, well, can you give me a number that, you know, relates to that? Is it five? Is it 55? Is it 500? Is it a thousand? Well, she, she wouldn't give me a number. And she said, I'll have to get back to you with that. We didn't know until the NOAA report came out on how many kills they're actually let them have. And it's staggering. And um, how many is that? How many do they? I, I, I don't have the foot numbers okay. on hand because I want to be accurate. So I, sure. I well, the, the, the body count on the whales alone is over 60 at this point. Right. And the body count on the body count on the dolphins is unknown. I think it's all unknown, to be honest yeah. with you. And and uh, I could get into that for uh, a long time, but I know we only have a short time to, to, to present here. Um, but what I'm saying is, is significance is, is relative. 2% of the right whale population is like millions of people to our population. It's significant if you put it in relative terms. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, it was a way of evading the answer. Okay, we talked about them bringing the power line. They wanted to bring the power line through Ocean City. And I asked them, are there any alternative routes? And the woman indicated that they could go around through the uh, through the inlet and go back there without cutting through Ocean City and our land and our 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 green uh, uh, preservation space. And she said they could do that. And I said, well, right from jump right from the first meeting they had in front of everybody, I said, we'd prefer that. We'd prefer that you not go through our island. You know, turned out to be nonsense. They, they bulldozed their way through the, the uh, uh, Board of Public Utilities. They stripped us of our home rule, and they, they got their way. Um, and, and just a couple of weeks ago, they were here testing to potentially put that line in. So while they're, you know, all the talk is it's delayed, they're still moving forward with trying to, to get this thing installed. Now, I don't want to get too far ahead, but, but uh, you know, hopefully we can, we can stop that aspect. But, you know, the, 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 the basic question is, is why is it bad for our community? Okay. Why is it bad for Cape May County? Why is it bad for New Jersey? And starting local, I'll simply say this. Cape May County has the second highest unemployment population in the nation. Okay. And excuse me, in the state. Okay. And it's because we're, we have two big pillars that our economy stands on down here. And that's the tourism industry and, and the fishing industry. Okay. Both are significantly affected by this project and weren't consulted and input wasn't taken before they drove this forward with all the North Jersey votes. Um, environmentally, it directly impacts the whales, which I can get into in a little bit, the dolphins, the, the, a lot of our large uh, uh, birds, 
that can, you know, that, that can fly out 10, 15 miles, you know, in this, in this region, as well as the birds that, that fly the uh, uh, eastern fly zone, that, that they migrate from, from up in Nova Scotia down to the, the Caribbean, and they, they pass right through there. So, you know, there is wildlife uh, specifically in this area that is affected. We don't know right now how it'll affect the, the Atlantic cold pool. Atlantic cold pool is responsible for the varieties of fish that we have on the East Coast here. And they're going right through it with these turbines. And, you know, you go to other places in the world, they don't have anywhere near the variety that we have of the different species in the water. And they attribute that to the cold pool. But, you know, again, there's big question marks because there was no research done on that. They claim that they don't have any research directly linking the deaths of the, the, the uh, whales and the dolphins uh, with the, the project as it's been going so far, the testing. And I'll circle back with that later, but I can tell you that it is documented now and there is a correlation. Um, they are talking about rows and rows, so it's just not the 98 they're talking about from, from, from Atlantic City to Cape May. They're talking about thousands. There are many lease fields that they are, they're currently trying to lease more behind this going out to sea. Okay, so we're not just talking about 98 windmills. This isn't a small project. Okay, the, the largest project they did to date is, is up north, and they had five windmills. And those five windmills don't consistently work. They've had to replace the line that goes in that same line that they're trying to run through Ocean City. They've had to reset that two or three times at the cost of millions and millions um, because it's gotten disturbed by storms and that sort of thing. So environmentally, um, you, you know, it's going to be a disaster. They're going to pour thousands and thousands of yards of concrete to shore up these wind turbines. Now, our base, our, our, uh, uh, the continental base, shelf. thank you. The base of our continental shelf out there is soft sand. Yeah. And we have wildlife that lives in that soft sand. Yes, okay. We do. They're going to concrete. You know, I think Sheryl uh, uh, Crow said they, they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Well, they're paving our ocean floor and putting up wind turbines. Okay. It's, it, you know, they're supposed to, by the, the nature of their contract and their agreement, is to restore the ocean to how it was 25 years from now. They're supposed to come back and restore it. Now, someone explained to me how you take thousands and thousands and thousands of yards of concrete at the base of our ocean, and you bring that back to a soft sand environment that was conducive like it is today with the wildlife. It, it, it's, you know, impossible. It's impossible okay. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. But economically, as I mentioned, we have two pillars that, that our community stands on fishing. Um, the fisheries have been trying to get a two mile berth between the turbines that they're building out there so that they can safely get out to their fishing grounds and back and much, they're going to lose a lot of fishing grounds due to this, which they have responsibly rotated and not overfished over the years. We have the second busiest port fishing fishery port 
in the nation here. And people don't know that. People don't realize that. But we have a lot of traffic going out and back. Now, they're staggering these, these uh, turbines a mile apart, they'll tell you. But it's a mile apart staggered. So it's not a straight line. You can't, it's not 98 miles from Atlantic City to Cape May. Okay. So, so how do they get 98 windmills in there? Well, they, they stagger them. So it's like a checkerboard. So if you're a, a fisherman with the fisheries and you're out there with your big turbo, you know, uh, uh, diesel engines and everything, and you're going out there and your engine goes out and you're adrift while you're waiting like they would today to be repaired or sea towed or whatever they would do, they're going to be adrift in a, in a farm full of these huge towers. I mean, there's danger involved there. And they like to tell people, oh, they're, they're going to be like reefs and recreational fishermen will be able to come out. It's danger. There's danger going to happen there. Yeah. How many Coast Guard calls are going to happen now as a result of this, this field of danger that will be out there? So, I mean, we're talking about potential lives. I mean, it's not if, it's just when somebody dies from it. And, and so that, that, that's the fishing industry, okay? So it's cutting down their harvest areas. It, it, it's creating physical danger for them and certainly interrupting their work life and their, their industry. Um, and adding expense. There, there, there's no doubt, okay? Um, relative to our economy, we're talking about um, tourism, okay? Orsted's own study that they came out with about a year ago stated that the coastal communities like ours, like Ocean City, will lose about 15% of our visitors that come. So if 100 visitors come, 85 will come back the next year, but not 100, okay? But the following year, if you have 85, you're going to lose 15% of that. It, it's compounding. Okay. So people, it's going to negatively affect our tourism industry. Well, where are all our jobs? They're in the hotels, they're in the building industry, they're in the real estate business, they're, they're in the restaurant business. Um, all of these places will have less of a target market. You know, everything is getting expensive enough as it is today. How are these places going to stay in business? Now, if you have less renters, your rental properties will be worth less. So if you're city council or you're sitting in the mayor's office and you have a budget, well, somebody find me a city that's cheaper to run the next year. It doesn't happen. OK, I'm sorry to say sure. every year it gets more expensive to run. And if you have the same number of homes, especially when you're giving out 100 percent raises. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that, but <laughs> I wasn't in office. Um, if you keep the same number of homes and businesses and you have increasing costs with the city, there's only one thing that can happen. And it's either you're going to have to slash services or you're going to have to increase taxes. Just that simple. Sure. So you're talking lower real estate values, higher taxes. And then let's talk about the utilities themselves, okay? They came in and pitched, you know, she stood before us the first night in the presentation at council and she said, 
there's the only thing it's going to cost you is there's going to be a per meter charge. So if you have one meter on your home, you're going to be charged like a dollar eighty nine a month in addition to your normal, you know, electric bill. And uh, and that's all it's going to cost you for twenty five years. They'll do that. Everything will be paid off. What she failed to tell us was that wind power is the most expensive way to generate electricity and that our utility companies are contractually bound to buy the electric at the higher rate and therefore it gets passed on to us. So while we only see the surcharge tax that comes in per month, the actual prices increase and that's compounded on top. And if you look in Europe and other places where they've relied on wind energy, you'll see how drastically their prices have gone up. And, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see this. I mean, uh, and I, I saw one figure from uh, I don't remember the uh, the country in Europe. Their their electric utility rates went up by sixty percent. Sixty percent. I've heard. You know, you, you can hear extremes, but I've heard 300 percent. OK, it, it, it depends. And I'm not going to be quoted on any specific amount saying that that's what it's going to be. What I'm saying is it's going up. OK, and if you just look at your utility rate this year compared to last year, it's already up. So think about it conservatively. Say it's 25, 50 percent. What's that do for you now? If you're in business. You've got to pass that along to your customer. Sure. If, if you're a family, you got to say, hey, we're, we're not getting a 50% raise. So what do we have to cut out to be able to afford this? She's got to run for city council or mayor. <laughs> Someday when I'm old and, and retired. Um, but but um, what, what I'm trying to say is, is all these increases compound. And it's all related to the same topic. Okay, sure. It looks like different expenses, but but it will affect each and every one of us. And I haven't even touched on the thing that people hate the most, which is the visual blight that we'll see. Okay, They try to tell us that you're just going to see these little three-inch windmills out there on the horizon. You're barely going to notice them on a clear day. And I'll tell you this. If you go stand at 26th Street on the beach... I Google mapped it to the Ocean Casino. And in a straight line from 26th Street Beach to, to the Ocean Casino, that's 15 miles. Tell me you can't see the Ocean Casino clear as day on most any day, unless it's really foggy. Okay. You can go there. Go go Kessel's Corner, straight up to the beach. Boom. You'll see it. Okay. So the height of the Ocean Casino is a few hundred feet shy of the almost thousand foot high turbines. And with the extension of the, the uh, blades, it's wider than that. So we're going to see them. And uh, you can talk about they can tell you mathematically with the curvature of the earth. I know I'm a fisherman on this, that. The other thing I've heard people say, I'm telling you. Go stand there, look over, and what the cur does the wind does the the Earth not curve on the way to the Ocean Casino? I'm pretty sure it does. Okay, I mean the reality is is we'll see these things and, and compound that as you said by thousands, thousands. 
and straight up and down the coast. So, I mean, four years ago, I was in the minority. They were saying, you know, people were calling me uh, Don Quixote and, and they were, they were, uh, you know, making fun of me because I was so passionate about this, but, but now people have started to learn. Okay. Protect our coast NJ. Some other groups have formed and, and things like that. I'm not a member of any of the groups, but I'm a supporter of virtually all of them. And if you go to their websites, you'll see articles that are, that are from independent um, organizations and they're, they're going to be people telling you, okay, uh, oh, all this wind, uh, all the anti-wind people are, are funded by the fossil fuel companies and all that. Well, GE is one of the primary wind turbine manufacturers. They're also deeply, deeply, deeply invested in the fuel industry. Okay. So, uh, you know, uh, believe what you want. Okay. You know, and, and when we went, I took my family over to one of the, um, information, open information set, uh, sessions that they had. And, you know, I got to talk to this insider and he worked for a, a French energy company and he also worked for Shell. And I'm like, well, isn't that an oil company? And he's like, no, Shell is an energy company. So what people need to realize or, or need to come to is Exxon, BP, all these companies, they're not probably slumberjack that you're talking about, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're energy companies. They're going to get their hands in any form of energy that they can sell you. They, they have diverse holdings and, and, you know, good for them. I mean, you know, I, that, that's fine. But what I'm saying is, is there's a lot of, pardon me, misinformation they have out there. And, you know, the, the biggest thing I can say is, is don't, you know, to your audience is don't just listen to me. Okay. Do the research yourself. That's all I've been saying. Do it yourself. Dig into it. Okay. There is so much money being channeled into misinformation and ads and beautiful pictures. And, you know, it's going to create jobs and it's going to, first of all, Ocean City and Cape May County aren't getting any significant jobs at all. Right. They, they claim that 96 employees will be hired in Atlantic City to do maintenance on the wind turbines and that sort of thing. Um, in that specific meeting where she told us that, she also said, though, the initial 96 will come from Europe because none of our, you know, American counterparts uh, um, know how to maintain these things. So they're going to have to have an apprenticeship and they're going to have to, you know, eventually convert them to, to U.S. employees. So the other... Um, jobs that come in. And, and look, I, I, I love things that create jobs. Okay. I, I'm all for it, but not if they're going to hurt other things. Okay. Salem County, uh, they're putting up a plant to build these, these, these turbines themselves, the actual, you know, telescope poles. And um, they're supposed to create 500 jobs there and they're good union jobs and, 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 and more power to them if they want to, if they want to have a facility there. And, and build those things. And if they could sell them to other states and other people want to have this uh, uh, trial in their communities, God bless them. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm not saying, I'm saying it's wrong for us. It's wrong for our environment here. And it's being shoved down our throats. Okay. They, they stripped us of our home rule, which is a longstanding uh, legal uh, 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 
doctorate here in New Jersey. And, um, you know, this is, this is, um, you know, if they can do it for this, they can do it for most anything. I mean, it's essentially, it's been dictated by our sure, government. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's one of my, uh, big issues with it, uh, Mike, is that, um, you know, it, it hasn't been put through the rigors of the environmental, uh, research processes. We, we don't know, uh, really the, the, the long-term short-term and long-term effects, um, other than we're already seeing marine mammals washing up on our beaches. We're already seeing, uh, uh, the expense in, at the electric uh, bill, right? And it's it hasn't even been been put into place yet. So I, I think, you know, pushing this through the way our governor has pushed it through is um, is is really, uh, it's a slap in the face to New Jersey voters. Really. I, I've never witnessed anything going through the houses in the state capitol as fast as this did. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was through in a matter of a couple of weeks. And it, you know, it was, uh, including the DEP. Yeah. I mean, where, where, you know, if, if I live on the bay and I want to put a new bulkhead and build a house, um, it's going to take me a year He's minimal to get permits. Right. And they will, they will make sure that, the crabs aren't hurt and anything else, uh, you know, it, it, it's right. get pretty, pretty tedious right. and specific and, and good right. for them. And, and this was, this was pushed through in a matter of weeks, really it was a matter of weeks. And, and it was on party lines and I'm not, I'm not busted on R's or D's or anything like that. I'm just simply saying that it started out as a, a party line issue. And if you hear some of the, 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 there, there are different uh, surveys that are coming out. And they're, they're trying to tie this to political agendas. And what I'm here to tell you is, is when you go up and down the, the coast here in New Jersey, while Cape May County might be a heavy R area, you know, it, it's, it's big Republican down here. As you go up the coast, all those communities aren't all Republican communities. Sure. Sure. As they've been educated, they're understanding the negative impacts on their community. It's no longer party specific. Now, you will find that the trend is that the coastal communities are against it and the people inland are for it. But and, and it's not a, you know, a, a, a not my backyard situation. It's you're affecting their livelihoods. You're affecting their the, the biggest investment they probably have, their home, all the expenses. And let me tell you something. When those folks deep into the state and up north find out how much their energy costs are going to go up, they're, they'll, they'll, they're going to be a, a serious come to Jesus for a lot of these politicians because I don't think they understand it. Um, but but it, it, it's uh, it's a big deal. And, you know, it's not just economic. It's not just environmental. And it's surely not what they're trying to say is, you know, people are complaining because we can see them. That is a small portion of it. So, I mean, I, I agree. I, I have five or six uh, reasons that I'm against it. And the visual impact is probably number five or six. That's the low, low end of the 
I mean, we, 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 we could go on and get in specific on different species and we could talk about a lot of different things, but, but, you know, at a high level, that's what we're talking about. Okay. And, um, I mentioned earlier and, and I'll, I'll bring it up now, uh, a guy by the name of Michael Schellenberger. Now about three years ago at the music pier, there's an environmentalist who was actually pro windmill until he got into the depth of it. And now he's against the wind farms. Um, but Michael Schellenberger is his name. He spoke at the music pier and he and I hosted some questions uh, uh, after his presentation. And um, he wrote a book, um, Apocalypse Never. And he just released a, um, uh, a video a documentary that his people went out and, you know, repeatedly you could hear um, the governmental response saying there, there's no correlation in testing between the, the sonar testing out at sea for the wind farms and, and these whale deaths and, and, you know, you know, trouble with the wildlife. Um, he went out and tested that theory. Okay. They went out and tested the theory and they tested the, uh, the sound of the sonar underwater with mics. They registered the decibel levels that it was, you know, going um how it affected the the uh the whales and their calves as they you know passed through their their feeding regions um they went and uh, they documented uh, the names and specific environmental groups that have been remained that have remained silent through this so okay it used to be like you know we could all probably name two or three big environmental firms there are big environmental groups that used to be like you know save the whales save the whales you don't hear them anymore you know it, it, it's really quite amazing right and then you find out that on their board of directors are people directly tied to the wind industry now there's been a, a infusion of money into a lot of these big groups. And that infusion of money has come from the wind industry. And you'll find a lot of the smaller ones are, are coming to the truths that we're coming to. And some of those major players, I, you know, I never thought a European company or, or, you know, would be this smart to, to really um, execute like they've done here in the United States, here in, in New Jersey. But I'll tell you what, they're, they're, they're very, very crafty. They're excellent misinformation and deceiving uh, you when, when they give answers. And, um, you know, they, they've penetrated a lot of the key areas. But I, I simply say follow the money because there are people with significant holdings involved with these groups. And, you know, we talk about Menendez, you know, his day of reckoning is, is, is apparently coming now. Um, but I think that if you investigate the money related to to the wind, uh, I think you'll you'll find that there are a lot of people with their their hand in the cookie jar. And uh, so, you know, Mike, do you have uh, can you share with us uh, the link to that uh, documentary? We'd like to share it on social media. Yes. And I think. Great. Thank you. Yes, um, so I'll 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 I'll, uh, I'll get that over to you, and I strongly encourage people to see it. Um, you know, think about the topics that I've discussed, so that when, you'll recognize them when they come up, and you can really tune in. I, I watched the two or three times, and, and I I I'll tell you there are, there are, you know parts I'd probably edit if I were them. There's a couple, you know 
quirky little things. Um, but what I you have to look for the for for the the facts and the truth in there, and um, you'll really uh, it, it'll open your eyes to some things. Okay, uh, looking, and, and looking forward to seeing that. You know, they mentioned that some of the the, the NOAA um, scientists that have come out and spoken against this, um, they don't mention. But but the reality is, is that the Pentagon has come out against this because of the potential danger it, it causes us from a defense standpoint. Right. Right. Coast. Um, so why we're going full bore, full speed ahead without, you know, they wanted us. And I was saying this back then. They were trying to get us to give them the permits to rip through Ocean City and to start doing this work before their environmental studies were done. Impact studies were done. Who yeah. would do that? Would, right. would you give somebody a permit at your house uh, on your property to go do something before the environmental studies were done? Um, that the, the entirety of this project to me is... Yeah is just absurd and why don't we why don't we wrap it up with with that statement that the entirety of this project and the permitting process and the approval process and the speed and taking away home rule and yeah. all of that is absurd the beauty of it though is their uh arrogance and their the speed in which they've moved has opened the door for a legal battle and while certain things they've they've won their share of battles on uh, with us the war is not over and it's part of the reason why i believe they've they've taken the position of delaying in south jersey and moving ahead where they have the uh, greases skid skid more you know the the, the, the wheels uh, greased more um but we need to continue to fight uh, we're fighting it at a city level at a county level um, there's a number of private groups, uh, Protect Our Coast NJ being one of them uh, mm -hmm. that I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, our state politicians, um, state level politicians uh, are, are doing a terrific job. Jeff Andrew, um, uh, Michael Testa, Antoine McClellan. Um, uh, good Lord. Simonson. Uh, Simonson, Eric Simonson, and, and all the freeholders uh, have been yes. yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it, it, it's uh, we have to remain a force of one and we have to continue to educate the others that, that, that don't know these things and, and show them where, you know, this is going to impact all of us. Pro, con, you know, uh, everybody's going to be affected and we'll be affected for 25 years at a minimum. Minimum. Yeah. And well, let's uh, one of us will be paying for it. Yeah, let's uh, the, let's let's keep up the good fight. And uh, Mike, we greatly appreciate your time. Uh, any of that information that you can uh, share with us, we'll share on our social media. And um, uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to discuss it. And hopefully, hopefully we'll. Uh, Dom Dom checked out. He's having technical difficulties, but. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, hopefully at some time in the future we we can uh, we can have you back, Mike, and uh, and we can pop some champagne that the uh, that the New Jersey uh, wind farm debacle is in our in our rearview window, right? Keep, keep the faith. That, yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I look forward to that day uh, 
we'll uh, have some Dom Perignon. There you go. On you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate your time care, very man. much. Thanks so Dom much. Dom says thank you. All right. Dom, I'm going to wrap this show up. How about a smile, Dom? How about a smile? Oh, I guess he can't. Oh, there we go. There we go. So uh, that was Michael DeVlieger. Um a lot more knowledgeable than than Dom and I. And can you hear me, Drew? I can hear you, sir. You are back. Oh, you can hear me. I can't hear you. Yes. Oh, you can't. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, thank you to our millions of listeners uh, for tuning in for uh, today's episode. Uh, I'm Drew Fazy. This is. Dominic ah, Dom. see, it's not as easy as it looks, is it, Drew? It's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> this is Dominic Dougherty, and we are your local guys. Peace out, everyone. <laughs>